Welcome to Royally Rumbled. Royally Rumbled, the podcast about everything WWE. I'm your host, Robert. And I'm your host, Jordan. And today's episode, we're talking about the Raw pay-per-view TLC, Tables, Ladders, and Chairs. Oh my. Coming this Sunday. There's a lot to get through, but we, you know, we do our picks and talk about stuff, so... Might as well just get all of these other ones out of the way, I guess. The pre-show match is Alicia Fox versus Sasha Banks. Who you got? Uh, uh, I've got Sasha Banks because Alicia Fox is awful. Uh, Sasha's going to squash her, and that should be it. Uh, Alicia just got a t-shirt for the first time in 10 years. Uh, They also went back to the well with her freaking out after the match which is something they did three or four years ago with her. Didn't get over then, and it's not going to get over now. Um, She's terrible in the ring. Her character makes no sense. I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what the deal is with her. I don't know why they have her there anymore. It's not even like she's good on Total Divas. No, God, no. She was the worst on Total Divas. Like, so if you go back to last episode where I was complaining about Natty, I like Natty more. I'll just put it that way. I feel like I don't even like Alicia Fox as a person. (laughs) Well, I've got Sasha Banks. Um, I have written down, does anyone actually care about Alicia Fox? How does Mm. she still have a job? Resounding no. Next question. She isn't believable. She isn't likable. She isn't good in the ring or good on the mic. Stop. Just please stop. And... It was it was just funny uh, on Raw that she, the, you know, they have they have Booker T still doing the uh, commentating and he's talking about her or whatever and then she tries to go for her god awful scissor kick and Booker T was the king of the scissor kick uh, so when she does it and they have him talking I just wish he would be like God damn. She just, like, lands in the middle of their back? Like, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, it's just strange. I bet you they're gonna hype up Sasha Banks' back injuries. Yeah. And then Alicia Fox is gonna target that injured back of Sasha Banks. Yeah. Oh, God. This is raw raw booking from three years ago. It happened on Raw last night. So why do we need to see it again? Yep. Because she attacked her backstage? Yep. I just wanna I just wanna make one more comment. If you're going to kick off a pay-per-view and the match that you put on first is Sasha Banks versus Alicia Fox, you're really setting the bar low. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with Sasha Banks. <laughs> no. Ugh. All right, tapping out. Tap he's tapped. You tapped out. Alright. So moving on to the next match, we have Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan versus Gentleman Jack Gallagher and the Brian Kendrick. Who you got and why? Um, I've got Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan. Uh, I think the faces go over here. Um, my biggest problem is the Brian Kendrick and Jack Gallagher should have never turned heel in the first place. Because they're both full of charisma and personality. And then they make them bad guys. And it doesn't work. Well, I think the only reason that they did that was because uh, the cruiserweight 
roster as a whole needs better bad guys, and I guess they trust Kendrick and Gallagher to do this better than the other guys that probably have no experience doing that whatsoever. I guess. Uh, my biggest thing was, like, Brian Kendrick in the Cruiserweight Classic was my favorite and who I wanted to win. So it's like such a strange thing for me to boo him. Yeah. Because it doesn't work. Yeah. He comes out and I'm rocking out to his entrance music. Mm-hmm. And he's got the flag and he's got the attitude and the experience. For me to boo him, it's foreign. Whereas well. if you take a guy like Drew Gulak, who I also like, but he's way more of a natural heel. Yeah, he Drew Gulak is is heel currently. Yeah, uh, and I think he was kind of wrestling heel through the CWC. But yeah, I got gotcha. you. Uh, I also have Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan, uh, but I'm not really sure where they go with this. This is just a a match to throw on there. Yeah, for me, the two of them are way more exciting. Uh, and the end sequence of their match on Raw was really good because Rich Swan hit that uh, tornado DDT off the steps, and then Alexander hit the lumbar check. Well, yeah, the lumbar check was phenomenal, uh, but he also hit that a couple of kicks right before that that were really good, and Gallagher sold the shit out of that lumbar check. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so, I mean, it's going to be an exciting match. It's just obviously really thrown together. Yeah, I'm just curious to see how much time they're going to give them. Yeah. Because you give these guys 10 minutes, it's gonna they're going to put on a good match. But then if you give them five minutes, it's going to feel rushed. Yeah. No one's going to care. Nope. And, and that'll be it. The cruiserweight division has become what the women's division was a few years ago. It's so sad. Yep. I mean, I love these guys. I love all of them. The entire roster. There's no reason. There's no reason people shouldn't care. And I don't think people, I don't think it's a, it's an interest issue. I think it's a, uh, support from above issue. But I also never thought they sh- that they should have made it a whole division on a whole show. Like, ever. It shouldn't have been... That shouldn't have happened. It should have ended with the CWC, and that would have been it. And then you filter these guys into the actual roster instead of making it its own thing. Like, to go so far as rolling out a new ring mat and changing the ropes every time they came out... Oh, that that's was abs- terrible. That's absurd. Because you're trying to make it a different show within the same show. It doesn't make any sense. They tried to do too much, too fast, and then people were like, oh, these are the guys that are supposed to be exciting, but now they're on Raw and it's and nothing's happening. Because they're not creating their own matches anymore. Yeah. That's the issue. I totally agree. Alright, ring the bell. Uh, we got Asuka versus Emma. The debuting Asuka. Who you got and why? Asuka. Asuka, next. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have Asuka as well. Um, But for some reason... Don't even say it. Don't even say it. Like, I have a feeling like Vince is just going to, like, get it out of the way and be like, she had her streak in NXT, but this is WWE. 
Oh, God damn it. God damn it. Like, I've just got that sinking feeling in my stomach. Like, that's what's going to happen. And everyone's going to be shocked, and they're going to do it for shock value, and then no one's going to give a shit. But that's just that's just in the back of my brain. I'm thinking Asuka's going to win. Um, as long as this isn't a squash match, which I hope it's not, this could be the match of the night for me. Oh, no, I think it's definitely going to be a squash match. But why would you put Emma in there for a squash match? This should have been Alicia Fox's spot. No, because that wouldn't have that wouldn't have generated the same excitement. Because everybody would have known. The fact that you're even questioning it in the back of your head means that they did a they did a good job. And Emma can sell the shit out of it. So she's gonna get in there, and Oscar's gonna she'll make, she'll mount like a little bit of offense at the beginning, and then Oscar's gonna start kicking her. She's gonna hit her with that rear view, and then she's gonna throw the Oscar lock on her. and It's gonna be over. I mean, these two have faced off in NXT before so well that was nxt (laughs) (laughs) true however these two have faced off in nxt before they've had some good matches Mm -hmm. but i'm hoping this platform really allows oscar to become the superstar that she is yeah i've said before she's my favorite female wrestler right now yeah probably probably ever if we like fast forward 10 years probably ever so, let's hope that this is a they give her a good moment here to come out and debut for Raw, and then I hope she's off to the races for that title. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely some good match possibilities. <laughs> Moving on, we have the cruiserweight championship: uh, Enzo Amore, the former champion, versus Kalisto, the current champion. Who you got? Oh, oh boy. Uh, I have Enzo picking the title back up. Uh, and I say that because Enzo now has a crew of cruiserweight heels at his uh, disposal. And his heel turn is complete. Uh, he should win the title back and now hold it for a while. Uh, with the uh, elephant in the room, obviously... Neville maybe or maybe not have walked out of Raw last week or quit. Nobody really knows the situation. Nobody's saying what the situation is. Uh, But it doesn't sound good for Neville coming back. And if Neville doesn't come back, Enzo's all you've got in that division. In terms of getting eyes on it and him being a champion and stuff like that. So I think it'd be smart, especially if he's a heel now. And he's it, have him carry the title as a heel with that group of guys that's that's going to be like his posse or whatever you want to call them. Uh, let that run and just see what happens till something else turns up. Until you sign somebody else or, I don't know, the Lucha Underground Season 3 airs and is over with and you wait 90 days and sign somebody else that's probably really good that wants to get on TV. Do you, do you have a suggestion? I mean, if anybody's seen Lucha Underground, there are at least five guys that could enhance the WWE roster right now and be main event stars immediately. So, yeah, there are several. Well, let's not shoehorn them into the Cruiserweight division. Well, I, it's going to happen. If the, if that's if that happens, it's going to happen. 
If they get signed from there, they're going to be in the cruiserweight division, which is why I don't think it should be a thing. But I said that already, so I'm, I'm circling back. Enzo wins, carries the title for a while, and we wait 90 days to see who he's going to face for it. <laughs> um, see, I have Kalisto. Like we said, Enzo fully turned heel uh, this past Monday. Uh, I'm I'm behind it. I dig it. It made sense. Yeah. The way that everything happened with him. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a it was like a slow descent to heel. Yeah. It's a natural turn. Yeah. The the division turned against him. Uh. So then and like the people still haven't turned against him, but he's doing heel things now. The people so. kind of turned against him that night. Cause they yeah, all, but like, they loved... still kind of cheer him. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. He's like a tweener. It's, like, weird. Yeah. Um, but I could see Kalisto retaining here, carrying on the title, and then the 205 Live brand. We could get some fresh matchups there because Kalisto wasn't in the division before, so now bringing him in, having some new faces feud with for the title. Looking at you, Drew Gulak... Because I'd like to see Drew Gulak versus Kalisto. And then um, they were teasing Mustafa Ali against Enzo. So I have a feeling mm-hmm. like that's where that's going. Mm-hmm. So I think Enzo is going to feud with Mustafa Ali. Kalisto is going to go on and feud with the rest of the people. Because the way that they really played up Enzo not being a quality champion really diminished him as champion in my eyes oh yeah because nobody took him seriously no they did they, they stopped at nothing to to make you think he was a piece of shit yeah and it was kind of really disheartening and disappointing yeah uh just all around the way that it was handled from a creative standpoint because if you took if you took enzo in nxt and said oh man enzo's gonna win the cruiserweight title on the main yeah. roster against Neville. Yeah. People would lose their minds. Yeah. But here we are. And I get I get that I get that he's not as skilled in the ring as other guys. And maybe and maybe he doesn't put the time in as everyone seems to claim and then just backs up by citing everybody else saying the same thing but nobody having a source. Um Maybe all of that's true, right? Um, he's still really entertaining, so play to his strengths instead of booking every match to have him tossed around like a rag doll. Exactly. Like, like <laughs> the whole point of like wrestling is to make your opponent look good. That's the whole point. And he makes everybody look. He makes like everyone a monster. look good, but nobody. And it's and you can't. You can only blame him to a point. Right, because nobody's nobody's selling for him the way he's getting thrown down the the entrance ramp and having the entire roster beat him down in one sitting. Yeah. So like that's that's crazy. I mean, we've ranted about Enzo before. I know everyone knows our opinions. I liked his uh his roast of the loser weight division. That was great. Amazing. Because it's great. It's all true. <laughs> Yeah. It's all true. So I've got Kalisto because I don't think they're going to put the division on Enzo's back anymore. Next match, 
the demon versus Sister Abigail, mm-hmm. aka Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt with paint. So it was demon versus the man, and then it was man versus man, and now it's demon versus voodoo sister. All right, cool. All right, who you, who you got? <laughs> who you got and why? See, this is a tough one because I have no idea. So I didn't pick one initially. Uh, well, I'm glad you're as confused as I was. Cool. Because so so Bray has this promo on Raw a couple weeks ago. And they have this weird Snapchat filter over his voice. But they fixed that last night for the, the replay of it. They, t- they totally edited his voice to just make it sound like Bray. Mm-hmm. And it was good. So I hope that they learn their lesson. I hope, I hope that they just don't do that anymore. They keep doing weird live stuff with this, with the weird transitions, like the mm-hmm. whole Finn Balor thing. Like, mm-hmm. it'd be fine if it was a pre-tape. But even in the pre-tape with with Bray, it was just so weird. Mm-hmm. It throws everything off. You you either have to commit and go all in, like the Undertaker, let's just say, with his mm-hmm. powers or whatever. You've got to either go all in or just don't do it at all. I agree. I've got Sister Abigail winning. Okay. Um, because this could possibly reinvent Bray Wyatt and give him some very much needed momentum. Um, <laughs> I was also curious as to what his finisher would be named because if his finisher um, is Sister Abigail, would that mean Sister Abigail's finisher is Bray Wyatt? Yes, it has to be. Hopefully hopefully this is the end of this program. Um, I'm also very mad that there are no gimmick matches on a gimmick pay-per-view. I was going to say that to you. Uh, I had tweeted out last night during Raw, um, make one of these matches a tables match. Yeah, it's just so... Unless, like, they're going to tear through a bunch of stuff in the main event, which... I mean, sure they will, but, like, come on. I, it's TLC, so we get one TLC match? That's not... Yeah. That I remember a few years ago on a TLC pay-per-view, there was a tables match, a ladder match, a chairs match... A stairs match, and then and then a TLC match. Like it was all of those things, and then another one. Yeah. And now there are absolutely no gimmicks, except for the one big match. So, whatever. and it's weird because don't call it TLC if there's one TLC match. Yeah. Because that'd be like if we had Hell in a Cell and there was one Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, because that could just as easily be like WrestleMania. Yeah. So I don't know, but. Uh, so I have, I also have Sister Abigail winning. Wow, that um, one shocks but, me because I, I don't know. I thought you were gonna go with Finn Balor. Yeah. So this is the reasoning. Uh, Balor has won two straight. Bray has to pick this one up, right? Like after finally unveiling Sister Abigail. After five years, he's got to win this match, right? Hopefully. Right? <laughs> and I love Balor, but like... Because because if he doesn't win this, 
after talking about Sister Abigail for five years. What is the point of the character at all? So he's he lost to the he lost to the demon, he lost to the man, and now he's drawing on the rest of whatever power he has, quote unquote, whatever. Like this has to be it, right? Hopefully. We could only hope. Like from a logical standpoint, it's the only thing that makes sense. It has he has to win this one. Balor's lost matches as the demon before. It's okay. Yeah. All right. That's enough of that, I think. Yeah. Uh, so next up, we have the Raw Women's Championship match. Alexa Bliss defending against Mickey James. Who you got? This has actually been a good feud, like a decent feud. Yeah. It's annoying that they keep going back to, like, the age thing, but that's what the basis of it is. So, it's a, you know, I get it. Uh, and Alexa Bliss is better at being a little bitch than anyone else. <laughs> so, uh, I have Alexa Bliss winning. Uh, me too. But I, you know, when this, when the feud started off in that first, like, promo that they did, I was kind of like, all right, where is this going? But as it progressed through that whole uh, segment, I was like, that was solid. And then they continued with it next week, and they continued with it next week. Also, just want to point out, the last time we talked about Raw on a pay-per-view, we had joked about how all of the women were in one match. There are now three women's matches on this pay-per-view. Yep. Separate ones. Three separate storylines going on here. So, yeah, but I mean, they did it. Yeah. So good. You know, good for them. Yeah, for sure. But I've got, I've got bliss. I think it'll be a good match because Mickey James can still go. Yeah. I've got bliss as well. Um, the promos, like you said, have been very good. Uh, I'm actually really interested in this match. Uh, I like both competitors and I think they'll have a solid match and I hope that this isn't uh, a one and done. I will, I don't see bliss's title reign ending. But no. I want to see Mickey James chase a little longer because yeah. she needs some, she needs all the momentum she could get because she showed up and then they just kind of forgot about her. Yeah, and there were also speaking of the women's division, there were also rumors that Nia Jax walked out last night. Yeah, I was gonna bring that up, um, which is weird because Neville. Okay, I could see he's been with the company for a while. Yeah, and being. And being stuck in the cruiserweight division for Neville is ultimately, after he's the champion and then gives up the title, a downgrade. Yeah. So if you're going to keep him on 205 Live after he drops the title, that's really not fair to him. Especially from being on the main roster. Yeah. So what they should have done with Neville was have him drop the title and move him right to SmackDown. Yeah. And then have him wrestle AJ Styles or something. What could have been. Uh, yeah. Um, so then you get over to the Nia Jax situation, which may or may not be true. I don't know if it's true yet. I read a, a couple things that all said that she was frustrated and left. Um, but, I mean, I just... They built her up as a... I mean, I can understand her frustration, too. They build her up like a monster, and she doesn't ever get to win a pay-per-view. She, they still haven't put her in for the title. She's been up on the main roster over a year. 
I mean, I think like, that all go, goes back to she wasn't ready when they brought her up. No, she definitely wasn't ready when they brought her up. But they did that. They did it properly, though, where they had her squashing uh, enhancement talents or whatever. So, you know, you could always go back to that. It worked for Braun Strowman. Yeah. They got him. He wrestled Brock Lesnar, for God's sake. Um. So I don't know. I don't, you know, I think this all just boils down to that. She's not like most girls. I mean, she's not great in the ring. She's not bad. She's not bad though, by any means. No, her style is totally different than everyone else. And I think Mm -hmm. when they're, when WWE is too focused on Sasha and Charlotte and Bailey, even Alexa, I think Nia Jax just kind of gets lost in that shuffle. Yeah, I mean Bailey's been railroaded here. Yeah, <laughs> like com- completely railroaded. Something, something's got to be done just to kind of give some new life into that division. Another superstar shakeup. <laughs> but like, but like you even said, they go from multi-person matches to now there's three individual women's matches. Was she just not on the show, and then she got upset and left? Probably. I don't, yeah, because there wasn't, there wasn't a situation, I don't even think we saw Bailey last night, if I'm not mistaken. She was in the tag match. Oh, that's right, that's right. But, like, even Alicia Fox, okay. I've got to give her credit. She's been there for 10 years. She's rarely featured, but she's still there. She's been there for 10 years. She's been overlooked for 10 years. And she just still shows up, and when they call her name, she's she's ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's a, the difference between somebody putting the the time in and somebody uh, probably being promised a lot of things and then those promises not coming to fruition. Yeah, because I could imagine that Nia Jax was promised the moon. Yeah, and, for sure. And hasn't and hasn't been given anything, and that would frustrate me. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like she's wrong. I'm just saying, in her position, she's got to prove it. She's got to show up. Most of the time. The people that take their ball and go home, I wind up siding, siding with them anyway. Yeah. <coughs> so. <laughs> um, all right, ring the bell on that. Which brings us to the main event. And who are these guys? I've never even heard of them. The Shellid? <laughs> so this is a uh, five on three. Five on three. A handicap TLC match. And it's not even for titles. It's just because everybody's angry. No one likes something. each other. The Shield. The Shield! Roman Reigns. Dean Ambrose. Seth Rollins. Back together. The band is back together. The boys are back in town. Versus The Miz. Sheamus and Cesaro. Braun Strowman and the wild card. The returning Kane. What? Yeah. This is all over the place. <laughs> he was the last person I was expecting to show up in this feud. Yeah. I okay, so first of all, right out right out of the gate, Shield reunion. How long does it last? Uh well i I read a rumor earlier saying that they plan on turning Dean Ambrose on Seth Rollins shortly after they lose the tag team titles. I don't know, but like the, the the nostalgia 
of this is still fresh. It's cool. Do you mean I have to watch? Are you? Do you mean? Do you mean to say that I have to watch Dean Ambrose fight Seth Rollins one on one again at some point down the line? I'm just saying. That's what I read. I don't know oh, if there's God. any truth to it. I'm so not interested in seeing that match again. Oh, because it's the same thing. Oh, never mind. Anyway, but even like you said, if they pair the Shield up for like big matches like this, and then they go their separate ways and do their own thing, which I feel like that's what's going to happen. Yeah, they they really should just leave them on good terms so they'd be able to come together if need be. Exactly. Uh, because we sure as shit don't have a title on Raw for them to vie for. So. So yeah, the the Shield's gonna win their comeback match because everyone wants to see it, and that's what everyone's gonna get. And the Shield's gonna stand tall. I don't see any chance for the team of Ms. Cesaro, Sheamus, Strowman, and Kane. Uh, I don't know. Um, why Kane? My my guess with Kane, um, he's attacking Roman specifically because of the Undertaker. That's what it boils down to in my brain. So he's exacting revenge on Roman Reigns. Yes. For... Because... So, wait. So he... So, so Kane who I don't even remember the last time we saw him, but wasn't he on SmackDown? Yes, he was on SmackDown. Okay. Uh, Is attacking Roman Reigns in October because Roman Reigns beat The Undertaker in April? I mean, I, I know that Kane's entrance music used to be called Slow Chemical, but oh my God. He's been, he's been busy uh, campaigning. Yeah, he was running for mayor. So uh, he just. Decided, I'll get around to exacting. I'll get around to exacting revenge for my brother at some point. He just didn't hear I mean, about the, it. He just didn't hear when, about it. He watched it on the WWE this, Network and was like, "What?" He went over to a vault of all these really cool masks and put on that really shitty one and drove himself in a like a bat out of hell to all the way to. Uh, where were they in Portland last night? All the way, all the way to Portland to to go. You made my brother mad. <laughs> I just feel like that's where that's the logic, because I mean, you think about it. Roman Reigns every time. I retired the Undertaker. I retired yeah. the Undertaker, and here's Kane showing up. You know, it's just. <laughs> The, could you could you imagine if they rolled off of this and gave us a, a singles match of Reigns versus Kane? Oh, they're gonna because I said Roman versus Kane at Survivor Series, or or we're gonna get the Shield versus Kane and the Undertaker at Survivor Series. Ooh. And here's my logic behind that. Okay, no, that's that's I'll take that, please. Over over Roman Reigns versus Kane one on one for God's sake, please don't let that happen. That is a that is a raw match. That is a raw lead off the show match with 16 commercial breaks. So I don't pull my eyes out of my head. That's a match in your WWE universe mode in the video game that you simulate because you don't want to play. No, maybe Kane 2003, but not Kane now. Ugh. So, um, the Shield attacked The Undertaker and took him off TV back in 2013 after the Mania with Punk. 
I'm just laying the I'm just laying this all out. <laughs> no, I know it's just the idea that Kane and Undertaker are so slow to get revenge on people for things that that they don't like. They just like really let it simmer in their brain, and then they show up one day. Then the whole Undertaker Roman Reigns feud. Obviously, we all know how that ended. Um, but also, Undertaker said in his SmackDown promo from last year, right before Survivor Series. At SmackDown 900, which I was there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he he said, quote, WrestleMania will no longer define who I am, end quote. Mm-hmm. So in, in my brain, does that mean that The Undertaker will no longer have WrestleMania matches, but will now have other appearances, such as Survivor Series, the pay-per-view that he debuted in? Or he just meant that I'm probably going to lose this year and don't let that be my legacy because <laughs> he also said to the smackdown live roster if any of you costs smackdown the win you have to answer to me and then smackdown won and then undertaker was on raw once again i think that was just building towards an aj styles match at wrestlemania but that didn't work <laughs> out however but i would totally be okay with Shield wins, and then we get Undertaker and Kane versus the Shield in a two-on-three handicap match. Oh yeah, yeah dude, I'm, I'm I'm totally down for that. I'm not saying that I'm not. I'm just uh, Kane. Anyway, yeah, uh, it's just weird. Um, so here, what are so here's an outside thought. What are the chances Braun Strowman goes crazy and attacks everybody? Braun's the wild card because Kane has Kane has his sights set on the Shield. Miz has his sights set on on Reigns as well. Cesaro and Sheamus are there to take care of Rollins and Ambrose. Strowman doesn't like the Shield now because they triple power bombed him through the table, but somebody could fall into him and then it just set him off. Because it's I'm it's, I'm I'm assuming it's a tornado tag situation. Yeah, where they're all just gonna all eight of them are gonna be in the ring at the same time. I mean. Also, you've got to think maybe Strowman's up on a ladder or something, and then the Shield tip him over, and he goes through six tables. <laughs> and then just stands up. And then he screams, <laughs> I'm not finished with you! Oh, like he screams it at the the one table doesn't break, <laughs> and he screams that at it. <laughs> oh, God. Dude, I, I, I gotta say, uh, I mean, obviously, the Shield getting back together is really awesome, and when they... When I heard the the original music last night for their entrance, it was great. And then they came out in the the shield attire. It was awesome. Uh, but Strowman's just really impressive to me. Yeah. He was a lot better on the mic for Ms. TV than he should be when you look at him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I know he's kind of like doing a voice, but... It's also kind of not out of the realm of possibility for a guy that looks like him to sound like that. <laughs> so he's just really athletic. Yeah, for a dude and his he, size. And when they say he's a monster, like they're really not exaggerating. He's massive and he's fast. I just, I really, I'm really over the moon for that guy. Like I really am. Yeah, he's grown on me so much since the whole Wyatt family thing. That was such a, I mean, that was a great way to introduce him. 
but they they did a really good job of of building him solo. Yeah. And then when Bray came to Raw, they did a really good job of like committing to the idea that they're not together. Cuz you don't even think about that. And you think about now like Braun's career is in so much of a better place than Bray's is. It's remarkable. Yeah. And that's a I think that's a testament to the guy himself, Braun Strowman, who's just like seems friggin' awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. I think he's great. Every time he comes out, I'm like, I really would just want to see him kill somebody. It would be awesome. So I've got the shield. I too have the shield. So where do you think that they go from here? Everybody or just the shield? Everybody else <laughs> other than the shield. Because we we already um, discussed like Kane's gonna branch off. We have a feeling so where do you yeah. think like Strowman goes? I don't know. I don't know what there is for him to do. Maybe have him beat Bray Wyatt's head in a little while. Maybe Strowman and Finn? No, I don't want to see that at all. Not that I don't want to see that at all. I shouldn't say it that way. I would prefer to see Finn try to get his damn title back. Well, it's not going to happen because... Tonight on SmackDown, Jinder Mahal is making his announcement. Um, and we're pretty sure that he's saying that he's going to face Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series, but we don't know. Yeah. So if that is the case, and we get one of Brock Lesnar's dates at Survivor Series in a non-title match, that couldn't be a bigger mistake. Yeah. Because... It's bad enough we don't get the title on Raw every week. But when you have the guy who's the champion show up at a pay-per-view at one of the big four and not defend his title. Yeah, just defend it against a guy that's not even on the show. (laughs) Just give it up. Just give it up. Might as well make Miz the the Intercontinental Champion, the, the guy to beat. Yeah. And Miz even said... I'm, like, the only one here. He's like, I've got the most prestigious championship on Raw, and he's not wrong. No, and he's also made it prestigious since coming to Raw. Yeah. Because when it was on SmackDown, it was still kind of a filler situation, you know? Him and Ziggler had those great matches, though. I, but towards no, the know. end, I'm just, towards Ambrose... Towards the end, it was him versus, him versus Dean Ambrose every two seconds. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. <sighs> Last episode, we gave our picks for the five-man team for SmackDown. Uh, so, obviously, this episode, we will give our five-man picks for the Raw uh, Survivor Series team. So, considering everything that we've discussed, I think Team Raw is going to consist of Braun Strowman. I think it's a given that he's in there because... He was in there last year and was amazing and fun to watch, and he got himself counted out. So I think Strowman is even more of a monster this year than he was last year, which is mind-boggling. So Strowman is going to be like the guy to kind of lead Team Raw, in my mind. Um, I also have Sheamus and Cesaro. Because I don't know what else they could do after this pay-per-view and after they lose to the Shield. Um, 
because they're they're great. So put one of your best tag teams in the Survivor Series match. Um, I also have Finn Balor because he's not going to have really anything else to do, and he's a star, so put him in that match. Um, and then my last spot, it's tough because I could e- I could see one of two people being involved. I could see The Miz, but then at the same time I think, well, he's the only championship on Raw that kind of means anything, and if we're not getting a Brock Lesnar title defense, Miz has to defend that title. So if Miz is defending his title and not in the match, I'm going to go with Jason Jordan. So my team consists of Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, Sheamus, Cesaro, and Jason Jordan, or potentially The Miz. Okay. So we have a lot of the same people, uh, or at least two of the same people, so I'll just get them out of the way. I have Strowman and Finn as well. Um, but I decided to put, uh, the club gallows and Anderson in there, because if you go back to the last episode, I gave my rules for the survivor series team, which it has to consist of a tag team. That's not doing a lot. Uh, so I put gallows and Anderson there, but your, your point about Cesaro and Sheamus is well taken. I was going to put them in there, but I just think that having them team with Strowman again is a bit weird. Maybe, I don't know. So I kept them. I kept them out of there. But they all um, wear camo. I know. <laughs> uh, and then for my fifth guy for the team, uh, I really didn't. This is the fifth person on the team is always the hardest, in my opinion, to try to decide on on who's gonna who it's gonna be. So I have an outside idea here. Follow me. Indulge me for a second. Kurt Hawkins. Okay. And you do this by having him accidentally luck his way into getting on the team. Uh, Not win his way onto the team because he's still losing. And then that's what you use to try to to motivate the team. We're going to try to get Hawkins a win and get him off of this losing streak. That's what we're going to do. Right. So then he gets on the team and... Everybody else on the Raw team is eliminated somehow, and it's only Hawkins left. And then he starts going on a tear, and he's hitting everybody with every move he's ever used in his entire life. And then somebody from the SmackDown team, be it Shinsuke or somebody else, or maybe even Randy Orton, hits him with their move out of nowhere, so he eats a Kinsasha or a or a RKO, and then he's out, and Hawkins' losing streak continues but you put it over in a big way. And that that's my pitch for, for that. <laughs> yeah. No, I we talked about this earlier. It's not a bad idea because it would essentially create a new star. Yeah, it elevates Hawkins to a level, and it's with a loss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then everyone's going to be like, well, when's the losing streak going to be over? Right, so somehow suddenly everybody's interested. So then when he does win his first win after the streak started, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's the exact opposite of Asuka. People are going to tune in <laughs> to see, oh, is he going to win? Right, versus, oh, is she going to lose? I have to watch I have to watch this. She's not going to lose. 
Like yeah. that kind of thing. I have yeah. to watch this. There's no way he wins. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. I think it'd be interesting to at least give somebody else a shot in, in a big way like that. So I got Hawkins. Yeah, that's... I'd be totally okay with seeing that. But yeah. So that's our Survivor Series teams. I think that about wraps it up. Yeah. So hopefully the show's good. On paper, it really doesn't seem like there's a lot of meat to this card. No, and I would I, I so I made a point to you before we started recording about this card, and I just want to bring it up. Um, if you look at it, uh, and I'll try to word this as delicately as I can, um, there are only two matches on the TLC card that are from the main Raw roster. And what I mean by that is uh, not the female competitors and not the cruiserweight division. There are only two matches that have the Raw superstars involved. Then there are two cruiserweight matches consisting of six cruiserweights. And then there are three women's matches consisting of six women. So Raw really diversified the, the card on this one. So we'll see if it pays off for them. Yeah. Because uh, I'm happy I'm happy to see the diversity of the card itself. I'm just surprised that with all of the talent that they have up and down the roster, we only have two matches from those guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So. They kind of front-loaded all of the, the main event stars into the main event. Right. And then they kind of were like, oh, we should probably build this pay-per-view around some other matches other than, you know, these eight guys. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, hopefully, hopefully the pay-per-view is good. That's all we can ask for. Yeah. It's an, in- <laughs> it's <laughs> it's an interesting strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it works out for him. <laughs> <laughs> but... What do you guys think? Tweet us. Uh, get in contact with us. You know, we love interacting with you guys when we live tweet Raw or SmackDown. We'll be live tweeting the pay-per-view. So if you guys, you know, want, you can follow us at Royally Rumbled. On the Twitter. On the Twitter. At Royally Rumbled. And if you want to follow us individually uh, when we talk about other things and retweet memes and things like that, uh, I am on Twitter and Instagram at Yesball. And I am on Twitter and Instagram as well at Alex Shepard. We will also be simulating uh, the entire card as best we could on WWE 2K18, new video game that just came out. So we'll just be came posting, out. We'll be posting some, some screenshots on the Twitter. So, uh, yeah, give us a follow. Yeah check it out share it with your if you've got a bunch of mark friends share it with them too and if you uh aren't already but please subscribe uh take that little itunes icon click it and click subscribe uh you will never miss an episode and we can keep this going tell your friends leave a review leave us a rating who else do you trust to get you ready for the pay-per-view like us exactly We're your go-to guys for this kind of thing. Because we watch this all the time. And maybe you don't even have to. Because we watch it. Exactly. Maybe you just wait for our podcast and then watch the pay-per-view. That way you know what everything is going on. 
We're here for you. Getting you hyped up. With that said, I'm Jordan. I'm Robert. Thank you for listening. Enjoy TLC. Ring the bell.